You know, whenever we, uh, it's a scripture, but we also, uh, when we do the tithers confession and um, we talk about giving in season and being ready and whenever we want to be able to give at any whenever the Lord says you know we want to be able to do it right then and oh well it's easy to come up here and say well I wrote on Facebook this week I have a neighbor in need and you all responded that that's easy to run to Walmart and well whenever someone calls and says uh, I'm not going to be there you need to preach this morning that's a different kind of being ready <laughs> and um it's not as easy to as running to walmart and buying a five dollar pack of snacks and um you know i love my dad but sometimes i did this morning i really wanted to just choke him and <laughs> sorry let's just be honest here he's like well does i'm like dad you can't just, you know. But anyway, here we are, and it's all okay. But um, it, and it was funny because the the um, I was reading this morning, and right after I talked to him, and it I just opened my Bible, and he called, and as I hung up the scripture, I read and it says, "I will not be shaken," and I was like, "I am not going to be shaken about this. The Lord's got it, and it's all going to be okay." And um, but, you know, we're either called and we're ready in season or we're not. So, you know, and it's easy to sit out there and say, yeah, amen. But um, we're either we are or we're not. And um, I just wanted to start with this. I start with this a lot, and it's Luke 4. It's our mission statement, and I am decreeing and declaring this over us here this morning. But the Spirit of the Lord is upon me. Uh, because he has anointed me to preach the good news to the poor, he has sent me to announce release to the captives and recovery of sight to the blind and to set free those who are oppressed and to proclaim the favorable year of the Lord. And you know what? That's today. And that's who I am. That's what I'm about. And that's what I'm here to do today. And I'm here to remind you that that's who you are and that's what the Lord wants you to be about. And not just on Sundays and Wednesday nights, but every every day of the week. He he that's who the Lord is on us and that's what he has called us to be about and that's our job as we go out and become be the church, be who he's called us to be. Richard, I appreciate everything that you had to say this morning, and I can, I'm going to give you a little clue about your daughter. The reason she's not spending her money, because she's spending yours. <laughs> she doesn't need to spend hers. <laughs> Trust me, us daughters know how to, how to do that. So she, she's a smart girl. Uh, and you know what? I, I appreciate it in what you said, too, because even talking about you don't know about when they pass the plate or how you do things. You know, people that's been raised in church, you don't you forget that there's people that come in and they don't know um, th those things that we take for granted. And I appreciate you talking about that because uh, we need to be reminded that not everybody, you know, knows exactly what to do but i i commend you being here and you stayed faithful and the lord's blessed you in it and um that's for all of us 
But I want to talk to you just a little bit this morning. This was what I was planning on sharing, like I said, on Wednesday night. And yesterday, as I, as I was reading and studying this, I knew my dad wasn't feeling well. And I, I told Rob, it's like, I had, I know it was the Lord, because it was like, you might have to do this tomorrow. And I was like, ah, I'm busy. I can't think about that right now. <laughs> and then I shouldn't have been surprised then whenever I got that phone call this morning. But um, it's, and I've wrote down Galatians, but it's Ephesians 2, uh, but it's living the good life. And, you know, I feel like that we probably all feel like we are living a good life. But I, I believe that there's more of the good life that God has for us than, we, than we're um, enjoying. And I don't think God ever wants us to settle. And it's easy to get, um, just go along and coast along and know that my name's been written and I'm going to go to heaven and I'm going to spend eternity with him and in the meantime I'm just going to hang out here and coast through life and do whatever I want, watch whatever I want, listen to whatever I want, talk however I want to and God's got it. And you know what? You can do that. But that's not living the good life that God really has for us. Amen. I mean, there is more. And um, there's a song on the radio that I really like, and uh, the girl talks about uh, not wanting to miss a thing. And that's the way I feel like with the Lord, because we've got to have that, that we don't want to miss what he has for us. And um, it's like Zacchaeus. What did he do? He didn't want to miss Jesus, so he had to climb a tree. And there's a lot of trees out there sometimes that we're going to have to climb. If not, we're going to miss Jesus. But a lot of times we get complacent and we're okay down at the bottom of the tree hanging out, watching and doing and listening and being who we want to be. And God's saying, climb the tree. Ephesians 2. And I want to read in verse 3, because sometimes we need to remember where we come from. Among those unbelievers, we, were all, we all once lived in the... And I'm reading now the um, Amplified, so it might read a little bit different. Among those unbelievers, we, were all, we all once lived in the passions of our flesh. Our behavior governed by the sinful self. Remember that? Hello, yes. Indulging the desires of human nature without the Holy Spirit and the impulses of the sinful mind, we were by nature children under the sentence of God's wrath just like the rest of mankind. Remember when you were out there? Sometimes we need to remember where we come from. And I know we talk about going forward and never looking back. Sometimes it is good to take a little, little glimpse back. And sometimes I like that on Facebook. You ever look at your memories and see where you were 10 years ago, whenever, you know, and you're like, oh, good Lord. Glad that's over. Huh? Yeah. But, um, and it's funny, because whenever I was reading that, it, we need to be reminded, we look at the world, we look at people that are out there and think, what in the world's wrong with them? 
Well, they're just being and doing who they're supposed to be, right? It, but And we were all just like that. Somebody probably thought that about us once, you know. They need to snap out of it, right? But that's where we were. We were just out there being sinful. But, but God, in verse 4, but God being very so rich in mercy because of his great and wonderful love with which he loved us. His mercy and his love. We received him and he extended his love and mercy to us. And whenever that happens and that great exchange happens and we give it up <laughs> and we say yes to him, then those things that we read about in, in verse 3, those things then begin to change, don't they? They're supposed to. <laughs> we begin to change. We become, he enters us. Those sinful things can't stay within us if we have Jesus in us. The light and the dark don't mix. They don't mix. In verse 5, even when we were spiritually dead and separated from him because of our sins, he made us spiritually alive together with Christ. For by his grace and his undeserved favor and mercy, you have been saved from God's judgment. And he raised us up together with him when we believed and seated us with him in the heavenly places. So as soon as we turn towards him, we're raised up with him in high places. We're seated with him. Do you ever think about that? And a lot of times, I, this is where I feel like we get hung up, and I'm just talking about me. I get so distracted with decorating the Christmas tree and what's happening with my family and what we're going to do after lunch and I don't oh and I, I I know that the Lord wants yes we we live here we do what we do but where's the balance of higher things spiritual things do y'all ever think about higher things, being seated with him in high places? It says if when we turned to him, when we came to him, he made us spiritually alive with him, and he raised us up together with him. Yeah, we're still here. So how do we be here? How, how do we function here on this earth? And we're also with him in, in high places. And I have a friend, and she called me the other day, and she spends a lot of time with the Lord. And that's one way to get there, to those high places. But it doesn't even say that. It doesn't say you have to spend three hours a day with the Lord to get to high places. It says once we, re we receive him, we, have the, we can go up to those high places. But I have a friend, and she does spend a lot of time with the Lord and she was talking about all these experiences she has with him. And I'm like, I need to get saved because I don't even know what you're talking about. And 
you know, I, not all of us are going to, we're all different with our spiritual walk with the Lord. I get that. But what do those, what are we supposed to do when we're in those high places, when we go up with him? I, I believe some of the things we're supposed to be doing, we're supposed to be listening for his, to his voice. If we're with him in high places, I think he wants to be for us to be hearing him. But then once we hear him, what do we do with what we've heard? We're supposed to be uh, establishing boundaries. We're supposed to be decreeing and declaring what we hear him say. Are we doing those things? That that's a that's a higher calling that he's that's and if we're not doing those things, we're at the foot of the tree. We got to climb the tree to get higher with him. And, and I, I'm telling you, he, he's called, this is a time for us to come up higher, to move up with him. And low living will get us, we've all had low living. And some of us are, are we come here, we hear the word, but we never let it come within us and, and move us out. And that one thing Richard said, his mind had to be changed. And, and that's what God is, I believe, calling us to get a new mindset to be able to walk in higher things and, and more of him that he's wanting us to take. And, and it is amazing to me some of the things that um, my fellow brothers and sisters in Christ are involved in and watching and listening to. Some of that stuff's going to turn your mind to mush. And you wonder why you, you can't hear God. We're not up higher with him because we're feeling this. I, you know, it's like what goes in, it affects you. What goes in here affects us. And if, if you're, we've got to get time with the Lord. We've got, and I so, have so seen that whenever I get think I get too busy and I'm like, oh, I'll get right back to that. And I can get in a really crazy place if I don't stay really close to the Lord. Because I need him to be the center to keep my peace. You all need it too. But sometimes we never go there, so life just is a total craziness, and you never find the peace that God really has for us. So there is reason to go up higher, to, to don't... we. I just want to encourage you this morning just to not be complacent and don't settle for just living life because God has a good life for us and, and um, it's a God life. And I, oh, I was raised in such a traditional religious place that the God life didn't appeal to me because I thought all it was was a bunch of rules and regulations, but that's not God's life. That's not his freedom. That's not what he has. It's not a bunch of that gopher game where he's sitting up there with that big thing waiting for you to do wrong and bang you over the head. You know, that's not the good life of God life that he has for us. He loves us. What's it say? Even when we're out there in verse 3 being the goof-ups that we are, he still loves us. 
His mercy is still there for us, even today, even after we've accepted him. We, God wants us to go up higher with him. We're seated with him. We want to hear his voice. We want to establish those boundaries. And what does that mean? It's like we prayed this morning. There's too, there's too much medicine being passed out here in our town. We got a lot of sick people, right? It's our job to put an end to those medical places being brought up in our town. That's what we're here for, to establish boundaries, to say, I don't think so. This is a godly city. God has set us here. He has set us here to set things in order and to say no to those things. That's not okay. We had a prophet come and prophesy that he saw that casino out there probably 10 years before that thing was even built. That's not a real good place to go hang out if you didn't know that. I know that seems to be the place that everybody likes to go hang out now. If that's what you do, that's between you and God. But I know from the policemen and everybody else has talked about it, it's brought in a lot of ungodly things into our city. But you know what? That man prophesied and saw that. You know why he did? I believe the Lord was trying to get us to awaken so we could pray that it would never come to our town. But it's here now. So now we, so we've got to deal with these things. And we've got to deal with the pot shops that are all over town. We might as well just call them what they are because they ain't sick. Well, they may be, but if you've got to go to something other than Jesus... For your addictions, for your sickness, the Lord is who we're supposed to be running to. He can heal us. And, and I, I'm not down on people that take stuff. Well, I take, uh, you know, we, we all have taken medication. But then, I, you know, God is our source. God should be our source. Let's look at verse 10. For we are his workmanship. Let's say that. We are his workmanship. We're a work of art. How's that looking on you? You ever think about that? No, most generally, we're like, gosh, I can't stand the way I look. Don't we? We do, instead of thinking, man. I'm a work of art. <laughs> Honey tells me that, but I don't think about that too often. <laughs> but you know what? I think whenever we come against who we are, we're coming against the Lord. We are his workmanship created in Christ for what? Good works which God prepared for us beforehand so that we would walk in them. God set a path for us whenever we turn to him. He loves us so much that he gave us a choice how to go on that path. Some of us accepted him and have never wavered off that path. Some of us accepted him and have taken a lot of left turns. 
He still loves us. He set a path for us, and it's our choice if we take his path. That's what the word says there. He prepared that way for us beforehand. Even before we accepted him, he had that path planned. And he has prearranged a good life for us. Those paths, his ways, it's the good life. Sometimes it takes us a long time to figure out what the good life looks like because of those left turns that we've taken. But you know what? His love and his mercy is always extended for us. And that, that good life, that right path is always available to us if we'll, if we'll take it. And that's one of the things about Richard's testimony. He wanted to go on that good path. He even got up here and admitted that God told him to give a certain, you know. God didn't strike him down for not giving to that man. We all are going to miss it. We're all going to go off the path a time or two. You know, there's no perfect road that, for, that we're going to be able to, to, to walk on. But I, I, just, I just know that the good life that God has for us, it's available. It's there for us. He's laid it out for us, but it's our choice whether we're going to take it or not. And I know you all want it. You wouldn't be here. Y'all are striving to go down the good life path. But th- then life happens and things happen. We get discouraged. Sickness comes. Sickness is... I was at the nail place this week, and um, they had on a television show, and it's usually like a food channel, so I can usually get engrossed watching them cook or something. Well, it was... I don't know. It was about... um, It was hard because I didn't want to watch it because they were going into hotel... But I... I did see some of it. I'm telling you, you got to be careful what you put your eyes on. But it was, they were going into hotels and um, looking for the demonic, basically. And, um, and they were finding it. But um, it was interesting because I saw, you know, they, they had the sound off, but they had the words scrolling. And um, they were talking about uh, fear. They were talking about entry points when the demonic can really enter. And I just thought it was interesting how these aren't Christian people, but they know the entry points of the, the dark. And fear was one of them, and a, a, a death was another. When death comes to, to how that grief is a real entry point for the demonic to come in. And, but I, I just say that to say we just have to be careful of what's out there. But uh, a lot of things, fear, whenever sickness comes, fear wants to come on us. And... 
it becomes discouraging. I know I'm kind of making a weird bunny trail there, but it just really made me real think about that because we've been dealing with some different things. You know, I my foot's been hurting, Mariah's knees hurting, my dad's back, and I'm like, good grief! It's everything is hitting us to stop us from walk movement. But it gets discouraging whenever you get ill, and then it's hard to stay spiritually where we need to be but the enemy doesn't play fair because whenever those things come then he wants to plague us with i'm not saying that you become demonized whenever you have a fear but it it comes at you and it can overtake you if you don't recognize it and through the blood of jesus tell it to back off and leave you alone because whenever a sickness wants to come on you, it wants to take, take your mind far away. And, and, and spiritually, it's hard for you to uh, battle it sometimes. That's why we pray for people, right, whenever they're sick. Because a lot of times whenever you're sick, you're too sick to pray for yourself. You can't pray for yourself. You're just trying to get well. But so I, I know things happen that... that um, but I just want to encourage you this morning to, to um, don't settle, that um, to remember Zacchaeus. And I realize he, he wasn't, you know, maybe the finest man of the day, but there was something in him that was looking for the Lord. He, and he may not even known what he was looking for, but he went after it. And he didn't settle and he didn't say it, stay at the bottom of the tree. And some of us, we've got to start climbing. We've got to get up the tree and not settle any longer because the good life that God has for us, those good paths that he has for us, the choice is, the choice is ours. And, and there's no reason to settle any longer. We must, we must go up because if we've accepted him, it says we already are there. So we're in high places with him. So there's a higher calling. And, and where much is given, much is required. So if he's already given us those high places, then there's a requirement of us of what are we going to do with it. And I believe we'll probably answer for it one day. Of what have you done with the things that I've given you? I've put you up here with me. Are you decreeing and declaring? Are you governing and ruling my earth that I've gave to you? And he can speak to us however he wants. And he speaks to us. Rob was talking to me today about just something he saw in creation and how that spoke to him. God can speak to you however he wants. And I'm not just saying you can't just hear from him through the word. But if you're not taking a time, and yes, you can pray driving down the road or you can pray. But you know what? We've got to have a space for him. As a time with him where there's no distractions and that's where we get higher with him that's where we get that more of him I believe because he wants our t our time with him but he loves us so much that he's gonna love us whether we give it to him or not but there's more that mercy that he has on us, I don't think we would be as merciful and, and loving and gracious towards each other as he is. We're, we're not. 
are we? <laughs> We'd already be like, mm, you're out. You didn't speak to me. You're out. You didn't look at me right. You're out. You missed church last week. You're out. You didn't give your 10%. You're out. We'd, we'd be kind of by the law, wouldn't we? <laughs> hey, we got to keep it real. Jesus, Jesus is really good to us. He has a really good life for us. And I just want to challenge you here today to take his path. And I know you're here, so you're on the path. But I, I just want to push you to go higher with him. Don't settle. Don't, don't settle. I'm, that's what I have for this morning. I'm going to ask you to stand. I just want to pray over you, and we're going to be dismissed. Lord, I thank you for today. I thank you for your word. I thank you for the good life that you have for us. I thank you for the path that you have for us to go on. Thank you that you want to bless us. Lord, I thank you for your mercy and your love. And I thank you that as soon as we turn towards you, you raised us up in high places and that we're seated with you. And Lord, we want to go even higher. We just thank you, Lord. I'm not trying to condemn anybody. I'm not trying to put anybody down. Lord wants to take us higher. I'm just going to bless you. I challenge you to go live the best good life, God life that you can. If anybody needs prayer, come right now. If not, we're going to be dismissed. David, come pray for Crystal, would you? Anybody else before we're dismissed? Thank you for coming, Crystal. Lord, we just bless you. Anybody else? Well, I just... Byron, pray for Tony. He's coming up. Lord, we just bless you. We thank you, God. Thank you for this time. Say so y'all are dismissed. Have a great week, and we'll see you Wednesday night. Thanks for being here.